Hey, real quick, before we get into it, guys, um, this is Joel. My mic had an issue in this episode, so I apologize in advance. Um, I had to run like a low pass on this and uh, a bunch of stuff, and I guess that doesn't mean a lot to you guys probably, except for it's going to sound like I recorded this episode from inside of a cave. Um, I assure you, I wasn't in a cave. Um, I'm safe. And I will be returning to like kind of an older setup that I had that was working better for the next episode. So if this is your first episode, I don't always sound like an old timey gramophone person. Uh, just on this episode, I do. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this episode you can just pretend like you're listening to me on a gramophone and enjoy that old time radio sound. Anyway, uh, apologies for my uh, track not sounding super great, and uh, we hope that you guys will come back next week and hear if we got it fixed. Oh, the suspense. All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Joel. And I haven't thought about this episode at all whatsoever, so it's going to be a fun one. With me, as always, is... Hey guys, what is going on? It is Jason, and I have thought about it a little bit. I actually did add a couple things to our list, but yeah, I think the episodes where I go in just kind of like, just whatever, end up being pretty fun, so we'll see. This might be a fun episode. It, it, we've been we've been a little like not fun the last couple weeks, so let's see. This might be a fun episode. Yeah, I guess I did have dairy today, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, the good, the good man from Indiana, uh, my state, Isaac Childress, he came to my house, knocked on the door and gave me a stern talking to. <laughs> so everything I said about Gloomhaven is wrong. It's <laughs> the best game. It's so good. <laughs> that's funny. Is he really from Indiana? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, He's from Indiana. That's cool. So, yep. Uh, you know, home of being and him <laughs> and Gen Con. And Gen We're Con. real Hoosier state full of board gamers. <laughs> Well, today we are going to talk about stuff that we played. We always do that. And then we're just going to kind of do an Essen preview show because if you're like us and the only way you're going to get to Essen is, is walk, you're probably thinking about starting to walk there now. So um, it's still a month away, but I think that people listen to this show late enough or not, you know, like the week it comes out sometimes. So I think it'd probably be a good time for us to do an Essen preview. And I, I mean, let's just be honest. We're just kind of killing time till we can get that top 100 going. That's true. That is true. <laughs> a little bit. Four more episodes. I'm pretty excited. Four more episodes. Uh, I've started doing my my 200 to 100 on YouTube. So if you're not over there and you want to check that out, I would encourage you to do so. Um, it's been really fun doing that already. And my wife went on the live stream. I don't think I'm going to put that one on YouTube because it just didn't turn out. It was like a technical nightmare. But she did make a top 10 games tonight for herself. Nice. Top 10 cute games. Is it Wingspan 10 times? No, I don't think. I don't know if Wingspan <laughs> made it. It's cute games. Oh, okay, definitely gotcha, cute. Gotcha. So I'm not sure if cute games. I don't know. We'll see. So, <laughs> uh, Jason, I guess it's time for us to, to wait. Oh, Jason, I almost forgot. I don't know if I've talked about this before or not, but I got our updated ranking. In Apple Podcasts, Jason, yeah. it's official. This is just in from from chartable.com. <laughs> okay. They want me to pay a lot of money to get more stats than this, but they gave me this one for free. All right. We are the 904th rated podcast in the United States. Wow. That- in the games category. <laughs> I was like, dang, 904 <laughs> out of all of them? That's awesome. <laughs> in the games category. But still, does uh, that count video games and all that stuff too? Yeah, absolutely. 
Nice. So if you go look at the charts for like games, like there you can look at the top 200 and there's like one or two board game podcasts in the top 200. So, I mean, that, by that math, we're in the top 700 board game podcasts, which I mean, is more than I ever thought we would be. So congratulations, Jason. We finally did it. Top, a top 700 <laughs> board gaming podcast. That deserves some kind of celebration. For sure. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll get into stuff we played. And then that sweet, sweet S in preview. And let's do it now. But before we do that, um, we need to talk about a few things in news. So um, let's talk about a game that I'm pretty pumped about. And it is an expansion to a game called Obsession. This game was on Kickstarter before Obsession was. And it's impossible to find now. It's essentially a... Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice type worker placement game, but it seems pretty deep and complex and I want to play it. And this expansion is called Upstairs Downstairs. So it's essentially going to add more. You're going to have different types of people, different kinds of stuff you can do, more of the goodies. But the reason I'm excited about this and wanted to highlight it is because you can back just the base game if you want to. And I want to. So Obsession Upstairs Downstairs. Uh, I think it has like 13 or something days left, and I forget the price point, but I think the the base game is like 40-some dollars, which isn't bad. So if you're interested in that and want to know more, go check out Kickstarter. Let me check something here. I just ruined our document. Um, I was just punching some numbers in on the calculator, and <laughs> 40-some dollars is less than 50. Uh, you can go ahead and get this one, Jason. That's true, and I am allowed to get a... Uh, game for my birthday that's my birthday present from katie so i might back this or i might get something else we'll see huh well that's cool yeah i yeah i yeah i'll make you a good deal in a secondhand abomination <laughs> uh, that's cool i i don't know anything about this one to be honest um but i will i'll say my personal news jason here it is ready all right go for it shipping notice qm logistics Oh man! Quartermaster saying to me, "Hey, buddy, the wait's over. <laughs> By the time this show drops, I will have parks in my possession." And my wife actually is looking forward to this one. She's like, "Oh, that game looks really good." So, and I think it's about the wait show I enjoy too. So, oh yeah, it's she, she should dig this one a lot for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, cool. Uh, go ahead and go with news that matters to actual people, not just me. <laughs> all right, so more news that I found on Kickstarter. Um, it is two more expansions that just dropped. Surprise announcements for Everdell. And one is taking place in the mountains. And one is taking place in a snowy woodland this time. And they're going to add new boards to the game. And they're going to add some new workers. But I don't think it's adding new cards. So it's called Everdell, Spirecrest, and Belfair. So Belfair is the mountains and Spirecrest is the, the snowy wonder. So if you like Everdell and you want more, then go check that out. It's on Kickstarter now. It has uh, 13 days left, and you can get both of them for a whopping $64. So if you're into that, go check it out. That paper mache mountain is going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what that game needs. It needs another arbitrary thing just standing on the board that does nothing but hold cards. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Well, it'll be hard to stack cards on a mountain because it's like angular. <laughs> That's true. The cards will keep sliding off and stuff. I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I like the base game just fine, but I've heard from some people that the last expansion, Pearl Brook, it added a whole other sideboard and some extra places to go. But because the game is so short, you didn't have time to go over there and do anything. So I'm worried that the game is so short that you add two more boards to it. You're never going to be able to do anything. So just a concern of mine, but still looks gorgeous. So if you're into that, go check it out. I never got into this one, and it's probably not fair, but in my head, I was always like, I don't know, man, that mountain, not the mountain, the tree seems like it's a gimmick, and it's like, why do games need gimmicks? So I just kind of had a bias against this one, and then I've heard it's okay, even without the big tree, so um, I don't know, the tree probably keeps things organized pretty well, and that's cool, I guess. But yeah, it is. It's nice. It has some gold cards, and you get your extra meeples. They sit up at the top. It's kind of nice, but you can just also sit that on the side of the table. How long does it take to set the tree up? Um, I don't know, two three minutes. Really, it's that quick. Yeah, it's just like four pieces of cardboard you just slide together. Okay, I was thinking it was gonna be like twenty minutes, and the game's like twenty five minutes, which is kind of absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> Everything but, I ever said about Everdell is wrong. It is so good, and the tree makes it better, based on it only being two to three minutes to set up. <laughs> it is pretty good. I think you should give it a try if you haven't played it. Do do they make wooden upgraded trees? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do somewhere, yeah. Because there's kind of an irony to that, that we're using cardboard and wood <laughs> to make fake trees. I don't know. Yeah, that is funny. But those are the only two things I had that caught my eye on Kickstarter today. So, yeah, I got nothing else. It's not as ironic as photosynthesis, probably, but... Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Uh that's I don't have anything because I'm not paying attention to news at all right now. Um, I know there's Kickstarters happening, but I don't think any of them really caught my eye right now. So uh, what did we miss? If we miss something, go find our group, The Riveted, and talk about it in there. Like We need more people talking about stuff in there, not just Jason and I putting pictures of our of our pets. And by our pets, I mean the board games we played that weekend. So <laughs> anyway. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll move right on. All right, so uh, I got to play a Vital Asserta game this weekend, and I'm pretty yes. excited about that. And that game is CO2 First Edition. I don't have the swanky second edition. I just have the lowly first edition, but I still had a great time. I played with my buddy Brandon. Uh, we played, it took us all six rounds, but we did not die. We kept the pollution in between 350 to 400 parts per million. And I lost by two points. So if you don't know what this game is, it's essentially a game where you're trying to create, um, build green energy plants in the, the continents to try to keep the pollution down below a certain threshold before the whole world dies. If you can't do it, if you can't build a green power plant within a certain round, then a dirty power plant is going to be built and it's going to dirty up the air so you're trying to work together sort of to make sure that you're getting enough green power plants built but you're also trying to do things better than your opponent because you want to have the most points and in normal VTEL fashion you can do one of three things but those things trigger a whole bunch of other things and a whole bunch of ways to score points and I enjoy that and this one this is no exception to my enjoyment of VTEL and I can't wait to play it again and that is CO2. Yeah, it sounds like you guys kind of played it much more similarly to how I understand it this time. Or maybe I just didn't understand how you were playing it before, but like there's those carbon 
credits that you have. Like I'm, I played second edition, but I think they're pretty close. But there's those carbon credits that kind of determine the amount of income you get or right. grant money or whatever. Right. And then if you lose them because they they can go down because you like don't build a green power plant in that decade that right. it says on the spot and you lose out and it's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. So yeah, it's not a bad game. I mean, like I don't know that I would even think this is a Vidal Lacerda game necessarily based on just gameplay of it because it's it's really different from what he normally does. I mean, I guess it's co-op for one thing. Yeah, it's it's light it, it's lighter too, really. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, it's punishing, it's brutal, but that's that's Vidal like, but I I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. Um, it's really something though. Um, yeah, I I like it perfectly fine. And I mean, I don't know. I think it's still a top one hundred game for me, but it's not top ten, which is what most Vidal Lacerda games are. So poor Vidal, your bar's so high, bud. You can't make me happy anymore. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not one of my top three favorite Vidal games either, but. I do enjoy it, and I had a good time playing it. So I'll keep it around, and I'll play it again sometime. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of want our top 100 to be delayed a little bit, or I kind of want to leave a gap in there somewhere, just in case On Mars is amazing. Because I think that one's supposed to ship, like, maybe next month or the month after. I, I don't know. Like, the updates I've kind of ignored, because all the updates on the Kickstarter are about the German language updates, or the German language instructions, which... <laughs> I mean that's important, I guess, for people who want German instructions. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. So, uh, it looks pretty awesome, though. Uh, I could have played it on Tabletop Simulator with Vidal, but I didn't because I'm lazy like that. So, I'm, I'm kicking my own butt on that one a little bit. Well, Jason, I played a game I think you would like too. Uh, I played the Oracle of Delphi. It's a Stefan Feld game. Um, it's really not bizarre, but it's a little different. I mean. Feld does like dice sometimes, and so, I don't know, it's weird. Um, In this one, you have all these tiles that you set up. Some of them have gaps in the middle of them, and then there's land tiles and water, and they all just kind of, like, fit together, but they are all hexes inside of these tiles that are just different strange shapes, and they have different colors on them. So you're basically trying to navigate to these different colors based on the oracle die you roll. So you roll these three die, each player does, and put them on these oracle um, spots, and then you're basically trying to get to these different locations with that color. Um, and then you can use the favors of the gods to like kind of change the color of your die so you can move a little differently. But there's monsters you're fighting too. <laughs> you're fighting these beasties by getting your shields better on your boat. You're moving these gods up this god track until they get like on this throne in heaven. And then they like kind of can give you a one time benefit. Um, and then there's like basically like, uh, I, I don't know if they're sacrifices or what they want to call them, but like these cubes that you're trying to get onto your boat and deliver and and then statues and you're trying to just do all this stuff and balance it it's a lot of things in there and that's kind of what fell games do i guess but it's actually a pretty good game i think you'd like it quite a bit because you've got kind of it's not really a rondelle but it's like a circle of these colors and you roll these die and put them on there and then you use those die to do your actions that turn so kind of neat um and then there's some other like super actions you can take along the way too. Um, not super complicated, but really strategic and a lot of ways to play the game. So really open. Um, just I don't know, a standard felt. And it's kind of like almost like a race, really. Um, you're trying to, you know, do things first in really this game too. So um pretty neat little game. Um played it at two, and I'm not sure I'd like it at two, I think. I'm not sure what it would do to scale up though or anything like that. So and this is only the second time I played it, so I don't have my head totally wrapped around it yet, but I do think you would like it, Jason. It'd be worth a try. 
Yeah, I I mean, there aren't many failed games that I don't like. I don't love Pick Up and Deliver, but I'd give it a go if he did it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it does, it's kind of Pick Up and Deliver, I guess. Yeah. Um, cause you're putting stuff in a boat and then moving it. So yeah, it's pick up and deliver. Um, but it's just got so much other stuff going on. It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's limited to that for sure. So yeah, uh, we, we got a, into a steamy hot argument over on the, uh, <laughs> social media this week about, about the old castles of Burgundy. We did. Yeah, we did. We're not fans. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the love for that game. He has so many other good games. Like Merlin makes that game look awful. Um, I think You're the Dragon makes that game look awful. Trajan makes that game look bad. I I, I don't get it. Jason at boardgamemechanics.com. BGMechanics.com. <laughs> you can email me. I don't care. <laughs> I, have uh, a speci- I have a special file for complaints. <laughs> it's similar to Michael Scott's from uh, Dunder Mifflin. Yep. Uh, I uh, I think it's a good game, but I just don't understand what all the rage is about it. Like, it's it's like okay, cool. You you put tiles in places and use die to go places. I don't know. Like, I just I don't understand why people have this like sacred feeling about it. Like, I don't know. It's like it's like it's on the Mount Rushmore of all things good or something with people. So I don't know. I I I get it's good. Like, I'm not gonna say it's a bad game, but it's not for me for sure. And I don't know. I I don't understand why it does have like its elite status, like above all other Feld games. I think it might be the timing of when it came out. Like I think that might be the Feld game where Feld arrived. You know what I mean? Where he became like a more mainstay. I I don't know. I I don't know what it is. So I didn't play that game. Um, and maybe we shouldn't talk about it anymore. Yeah. So we can move on to something that I played, and I played a game called Potions, Please, and it's a little card game that I'll be doing a video for here sometime soon. And what this game is, is you are a witch and you're trying to collect ingredients to make these certain types of potions before everybody else. You're trying to make one of each of the four colors. The interesting thing about this game is it kind of does a little bit of go fish, which I haven't seen in a a game recently, but you're going to ask other players, you're going to say, hey, I need some water as an ingredient. And if they have it, they have to give it to you. And if not, you have to go fish on the deck to see if you get the water. And it takes place over four different phases. There's the gather phase, the making phase, the drinking phase. And you're just trying to get ingredients, make those potions before everybody else can make their potions. It's quick. It's it's simple to teach. And it's it's pretty fun to play. So stay tuned to the YouTube channel for a video for that. And that's called Potions, Please. Gamer go fish. You like it? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's a simple little card game. I mean, it's not something I would probably play a lot. Maybe not anymore. But I I had fun with it when I played it. Yeah. Well, cool. It reminds me of a game I've got on my two review shelf too called Cauldron. Um, not really, but kind of. Like, you're making potions and spells and that as well by doing set collection. So it's kind of interesting. We both have a game like that in our pile of stuff we've got to do at some point. Um yeah. I'll I'll wait I'll wait a month so that way people can afford both potions please and cauldron. Um, <laughs> after our dynamite reviews, get them both sold on uh, that game. Everyone sold on both those games. Um, actually, cauldron's not bad. It's kind of an interesting little game. Um, anyway, I, I I don't want to talk about it though. Uh, I want to talk about Yokohama. Uh, boy, it's been a while since I played this one, and I really like it. And it gets compared to Istanbul a lot, and I don't understand why they're really different games. I mean they. They both have movement between little modular boards, 
but then you go away from that and they're really different games um yokohama just has a lot more to it for one thing there's just a lot more to yokohama like there's exports and imports and set collections and like little player powers that you get from technology um and that's all stuff that you don't really get in this table i mean you can upgrade your wheelbarrow but i mean other than that it's just a much simpler game so i think istanbul is really like it's a family weight game you know i mean it's not too overly confusing or or whatever um and yokohama is is a gamer's game i would say and they're different in how you do your travel as well with your travel in istanbul you move and leave something behind in this one it's like different it's uh you put down these assistants and you have to have a path of assistance to get to where you want to do an action at with your president and as long as you can get to where you want to go by having a path of these assistants you can do it but then once you get there, like the number of assistants and little buildings you have built there and stuff gives you a certain amount of power that you can use to like do import and export actions, export actions. I think it sounded like I said a bad word there, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was uh, it was a really fun game to play and I really enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, more than I remembered. And it makes me sad that I don't have the deluxe one. This is one that I do have the FOMO on the Kickstarter that I didn't get the deluxe edition, but the, the regular edition is perfectly good. It has perfectly good cardboard chits in it, but man, all those little wooden guys would be sweet. So, um, Yokohama, really like it a lot. Like, I'm thinking it's like probably going to land in my top 30, just how much I enjoyed it this time. Yeah, this is one that I want to play for sure, but I keep hearing these people comparing it to Istanbul, and I don't really care if games are similar. I mean, yeah, it looks kind of similar, but it also looks fun. So, I like playing fun games, so I want to give this one a go. I think you'll play it and go, how like why is this like Istanbul? It's not. I mean, it's just not. They're modular setups, and that's about it, really. I mean, I don't know. I think the similarity is kind of in there. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a go sometime. I'm sure my my new hotness buddy has it, so oh yeah, I'll, I'll just have him bring it over. I, it's it's really good. It plays in about I don't know, maybe an hour, um, less than that at two probably, and it's it's pretty cool. I like it a lot actually. So that was what I played. Yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to move into Essen. So today, while I was hard at work, at work, I decided to jump onto BGG and check out the Essen preview tab. So I opened that up, and there are over a thousand games being released at Essen, which is mind-boggling. But probably half of them were in German, so really there's 500 that I cared about. And what I did was I went through and I found games that I thought we, me and you, would find interesting, and I put them on the list to talk about. You did a really good job. I only found like maybe three other games that I was like, oh, this looks seem cool too. And I'll add there at the bottom, their footnote. We can go through the main goodness that you found, and then I'll add my little few at the end here. Cool. All right. So we'll get started. I think we have about um, 20, maybe, maybe a little more, 20, 25 games that I'm kind of excited about, and we'll just jump right in. I've so got the, 17 minutes of reel-to-reel tape left, so <laughs> you're going to have to do a little less than a minute a game. So, All right, we'll, we'll go through. So the first game I found is Cat Lady Premium Edition from AEG. I don't. This is a game that I've been intrigued with since it came out. I think the stupid little cat meeple is cute, and the gameplay is kind of like you, you mark a row or a column, and you take all the cards in those row the, that row or column, and you're trying to collect sets, and I kind of like that grid-based collection stuff, so this is one that I want to play, and that's why I put it on the list. Yeah, it sounds like Kanagawa, kind of, with that, like, take the column thing. Um, I've not played it. 
but I'm sure it's not like Kanagawa if I actually had played it. Um, it <sighs> seems like it's just maybe a lighter game than Kanagawa. It's just a real easy set collection game, really. Um, it looks cute. It's pretty adorable. Premium edition weirds me out a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, it does kind of. And like, I mean, does it really need a premium edition? Like for real? The backs of the cards are hairy, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Like with fur, it's made from a real cat lady. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> hey, guess what, Jason? It's my week to edit. Sorry, it's in, in pal. <laughs> All right, so moving on from the grotesque. Um, <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> we will talk about a game that we just ragged on a second ago, and that is the oh, Castle so of good. Burgundy Deluxe Edition. I, I forgot to put, type down who the publisher is for this, but I, it was up in the top, so it begins with an A. But I don't know mm-hmm. who that is. It might be AEG, maybe, but that seems weird. I don't know. Maybe, oh, Aaliyah. Probably Aaliyah. Yeah, I think it's Aaliyah. I'm almost positive it's Aaliyah, actually. Um so good. I'm just the deluxe edition makes me want to just go and get it. What what is the deluxe? I think it has the expansion in it too, is what makes it, it deluxe. It has the expansion and it's in a two color box and the gold font is shiny. I I looked at some of the pictures and the board looks the same. So I don't I don't understand what what is deluxe about it. I, I have no idea. To be honest with you, I think the first one that came out it wasn't Ravensburger, but it was I think Aaliyah as well. Yeah, but it was Aaliyah. really yeah. crappy quality, man. Like the tiles were so thin and just, it wasn't very well done. And so if you made a game that's average, it's going to seem super <laughs> deluxe compared to the one that came out. Dude, Aaliyah has a good a good business model. They just make crappy like quality and then just up it to regular quality and call it premium deluxe. <laughs> I'm down with it, actually, because like there's certain games like like Notre Dame, like I'm I'm have thought super hard about picking up a copy of that for like 19 bucks and like it's probably worth it for 19 bucks but it's super like good yeah it's real good but like yeah i don't care if you cut corners a little bit on a game like that that and then give a deluxe edition for a guy like you who'd really like love to own a really nice version of it like but i think it's super cool that they make a cheap edition honestly <laughs> of, of some games so like honestly castles of burgundy i may give another shot when the regular edition goes on sale on amazon <laughs> for like 17 bucks i'll be like yeah why not let's try it again yeah, true. I might have to give that a go too. Um, so the next game is yeah, from. Have fun I th- saying this. I th- what? Have fun saying this, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's from Board and Dice, and the game is called Trismegistus or Trismegistus. Tri- <laughs> yep. tri- Better than me, bud. Good job. <laughs> the ultimate formula, and this is a game from uh, Danielle Tashini, I think, or it's yeah. the uh, Italian Design Collective. Yeah. It looks good, honestly. The yeah. wizard guy on the box looks terrible, but the game itself looks great. Yeah, Heavy Cardboard did a playthrough, and I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know a ton about it. I just know that it has dice that have cool sides, and it looks like you're trying to use those dice to make some cool like potions or something. Yeah. But yeah, and it's Daniel Tashini or Simone Luciani, and I'm in all day on them. Man vs. Beeple did a playthrough, too, back in 1998, so you'll have to go back a little while to see when they actually covered this game, but, yeah. Oh, that's so true. Oh, man. <laughs> like, seriously, they're covering us in 2023 right now, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's just me being jealous. I mean, they get all the <laughs> Call to the Future games, man. I can't watch their channel anymore, because if I watch their channel, I'm going to get excited for a game. And then it's not going to be out until next year. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this game. I'm moving on. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm just pretty stoked about that good, good, uh, what is it, uh, Funkoverse game. My wife just pre-ordered that because she's a sucker for cute games. Like, she really is. <laughs> That's awesome. 
top 10 cute games. Look for it on the YouTube channel at some point <laughs> featuring my wife. <laughs> All right. So moving on from cute games, we're going to go to a game that's a reprint from Capstone. And that game is called Bus. This is an old splatter game, I believe. And I think it's like one of the grandfathers or of worker placement or something like that. I'm in. Capstone, bud. I'm in. Well, and splatter. I mean, so maybe Capstone will make it look a little better than the, the old splatter version. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about this game. I just know that a lot of people have been wanting it and it's on a lot of people's like want and trade list. And that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, the best part about splatter games is that art on the back of the box. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> noticed that, but it's just blank white. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, isn't it just like text or something? <laughs> it's just blank. It's blank white. That's all it is. That's awesome. They, yeah, $129 will get you a blank white side of a box, which is pretty great. I mean, to be honest, their games are awesome. I own two of them, and I don't have any regrets, but... Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Their games are so well designed and made for such a niche audience that they make ten thousand of them and sell out immediately at one hundred and forty bucks or whatever. So yeah. this one looks pretty cool, actually. Um, I and I mean, Capstone is killing it. Like everything they do is great. So I'm down. Well, while we're on Splatter, I didn't put this on the outline, but there's also an expansion for Food Chain Magnate that I saw that's coming out at Essen. Is it the ketchup mechanism or is yeah, it something different? It might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's supposed to add a ton to the game if it's that one. So, yeah. That's that's cool, man. I really want to play that game. Actually, I've had a real bad itch to play it lately. It's mean. It's a mean, mean game. Yeah, I think the, the one that looks good to me from Splatter is Zimbabwe or the Great Zimbabwe. Oh, that one's so hard to find right now, too. I know. It looks really cool. Though. I watched Rado play it and it looks really awesome. Indonesia is amazing too. Like that's the other one that I think is great. And then I'd love to have a t- antiquity, but I don't. So, uh, I mean, Splatter's just awesome. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, let's get back to the Splatter Essen preview. Brought to us Splatter. <laughs> so the next game is from Cranio. There's actually three games from Cranio. Well, one game, a card game of a previous game, and then an expansion. And the first game is Barrage. Is officially releasing at Essen, and this is from the Italian design trio. At least one of them. And it's about water power plants. I'm pretty sure that's the theme. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool because you're using a river to like power water wheels and do industry, but then you can like cut into the water flow. So like if you build upstream from someone, like you basically dry up their tributary and they can't produce as much because there's not as much water flowing down to them. Right. So it's kind of like a nasty and uh uh, economic game a little bit so it looks kind of interesting i just remember i think i remember this this is when when i was on kickstarter they had a crazy like 3d looking board with like all kinds of crazy awesome components in it so it looks really cool i'm not sure that i'm going to jump at this one but it looks really neat i mean if cranio's name is on the box i i like it and i assume simon will bring it over here eventually yep. so I'm i'll just sure. i'll just sit tight and pick it up at origins or something i'm sure so cranio again masters of renaissance the Lorenzo Il Magnifico card game, which I think this was at Origins. They had some demo copies. I know it was at Gen Con for demo, and it, it looks like it has the same kind of symbology, but in true fashion, if there's a successful game, you have to at least make a card game or a dice game. Mm-hmm. So Lorenzo the card game, next year it'll be Lorenzo the dice game. But yeah, Well, I yeah. mean, like, really, if you think about it, Lorenzo is kind of a card and dice game anyway, but I mean, whatever. well, I mean, just hold that thought because we might see some crazy stuff here later. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So I'll probably play this. It'll be fun, I'm sure. It's Lorenzo, and it's probably a heavy er card game. So yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. He's talking about Yahtzee, the roll and write game. <laughs> uh, Yahtzee Dice. Yahtzee the coming card, out. Yahtzee the card game. <laughs> yeah. There probably uh, is one, man. There probably is, yeah. <laughs> and then the third game from Cranio is an expansion for Newton, and it's called Great Discoveries. I didn't look this up. I just saw the awesome face of the cover of Newton, and I knew I had to have it. So I'm sure it's going to add more goodness for Newton. I dig Newton a lot. So once it comes over here, I'll have to check it out. Probably adds like another shelf to the bookshelf, and I don't know. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, all I want is a sticker set so you can have a standard, just pull it out of the box setup. Like, that was my idea way back when this game first came out, that you don't have to put all those little tiles on all the modular spots. There's a beginner's game in the box. I agree with you. That'd be so awesome. A billion percent. And it would play, I mean, you could have it set up and ready to go if you're playing it casually, just with the same setup. And if you want to play it competitively at a world championship level, then you pull those little tiles out and put them on there and and randomize it. But whatever. That's just me. Uh, Crania, if you sell sell a sticker set, I'm just happy enough to have it come out that you can just have that idea. <laughs> yeah, and I would buy one. <laughs> yeah, I would too. All right, so moving on from Cranio, we're going to go to DLP. And they have a solo game being reprinted called Coffee Roaster. Uh, this is a solo uh, pool building game where you're drawing chips out of a bag to try to make the best coffee. And it's been, it was on Board Game Geek for a while. And I think it may still be for sale there, but this is a nice new shiny version that's getting a a fancy reprint. So this is one I would like to try out because I like that bag pulling mechanism from Orléans. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of interesting. Speaking of Orléans, right? Yeah, and speaking of Orléans, they're cashing in on the name and the love of that game, and they're coming out with Orléans Stories. I've researched this a couple times, and I still have no idea what this is. But it seems like maybe a campaign mode for Orleans. That's the only thing that I was kind of getting from it a little bit, but I really have no idea. That's what I gathered too, that it makes like an Orleans like legacy game kind of thing happen or something almost. So I, I don't know. Uh I I will wait on this one with, with optimism, but I will wait on this one. Yeah, I agree. I mean I need to see more about it before I get more excited for sure. Right. And I mean like I think they're one for two with expansions. I think Trade and Intrigue is two-thirds of a good expansion. Yep. And then is. the co-op one, I, I don't know about it really necessarily. I mean, I've heard some good things, but I'm not super into co-op, so I think I'd buy pass no matter what. Yeah, I have the Trade and Intrigue one, and the trade piece is amazing. Intrigue, yeah, that can for burn sure. in a hot, burny fire. It's nasty. It's a real mean board there. So It really is. I play with trade in the cards, and... <laughs> To be honest, I don't even think it's totally necessary because I think I've found myself, especially if I haven't played the game in a few months, going, oh yeah, I forgot those cards were out there. And like, I didn't do anything with them. Like, it's just another thing. Like, it's a lot going on in that game. And then you right. add those cards. It's crazy. So, or the own stories, I'm not sure what's going to add to it, but it, it could be really cool, actually. So, speaking of that dice game that we were talking about earlier, um, Giochi Unidi, I'm, these names are awful. Uh, they're putting out Kingsburg, the dice game. Yeah. There's another one that's <laughs> equally absurd to this too, honestly. So yeah, yeah, go yeah ahead. that's coming go up ahead. too. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked this up. It didn't have a ton of information, but Kingsburg is already a dice game. So 
I'm assuming when they say Kingsburg, the dice game is probably going to be Kingsburg, the roll and write game. That's my assumption, but I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah, I that's probably a really good guess, to be honest. Kingsburg's awesome. I really like Kingsburg. Yeah, me but too. But this is like, when I railed on roll and write games eight weeks ago and made all the boys in the roll and write industry mad at me, <laughs> um, which kind of seems like it might be true. Um, but I mean, like, this is what I was talking about. Like, I, if you've got a cool mechanism in a game like this, make it its own thing. Like, you don't have to call it Kingsburg the dice game. It feels like making Rambo 6 now or whatever they're making. Like, Last Blood. Like, I don't know. There's no need for this. Anyway, that's just me. Uh, and I'll get down for my soapbox. And if you guys want to fly me to Germany to talk to me face-to-face, go ahead. I will fly to Germany, and you guys can scold me for a good hour, and then I'll enjoy Essen, okay? So that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> All right. So, but moving on from that to a less absurd game, uh, that is Twa, the dice game from from Pearl. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, again, Twa is literally a dice game. You're taking those dice, you're fighting baddies, you're going to places to do the work, and that's it. It all revolves around the dice. So I don't know what they're planning on doing with this one. I don't either. And I don't know. This game's good on its own, it seems, without having to have a dice edition of it. I don't know. It's it's whatever. Um, let's get away from these games that are kind of weird that they're making dice versions of dice games and into a game that is probably really good but has a bad name. How about that? Do you have one of those? I do have uh, one of those. It is Rajas of the Ganges goodie box number one <laughs> from R&R Games. <laughs> that name cracks me up, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's called that. They couldn't have called it Rogers of the Ganges Extension 1 or Expansion 1 or something. I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's almost insensitive. Like, goodie box. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, I don't know what this adds, but I'm assuming if it's more for Rogers of the Ganges. I'm it adds in. goodies. And goodies, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope there's a piece in there called the goodie or something. Oh man. Yeah, I uh, I didn't name it. <laughs> Nobody named it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Crap, uh, what do we call this? I, I don't know. Goodie box. Get it to the printer. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, All right, getting to some really good stuff now, Jason. <laughs> All right, so now we're going into something that I'm super pumped about, and that game is from Portal, and it is Pret-a-Porte, the second, or maybe third edition. I'm not sure which edition it is, but the new edition. And this has fancy new artwork. It had cleaned up some mechanisms, I think, and pr- hopefully has a better rule book because most of Ignacy's rule books are a thousand pages and they're not very well writ- written. So I'm hoping this one is a little more streamlined. Yeah. Well- Okay, so wait. Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Czech games. Czech games in that, I get kind of confused because I think that they're friends, Czech games and Portal. Like, Could be. Czech, Czech games has the funniest directions ever. Like, right. they're actually just a joy to read. They're really funny. But yeah, uh, Portal, mm, not so much. Um, I, you know what's funny, uh, Jason? I just realized this. I'm looking through the list, and I, I get to see the list. You guys don't. I'm sorry. But like, four of these last seven games are reprints. That's wild. But they're ones I want. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I did see while we were recording, it came across the riveted that somebody's got a shipping notice for Preda Porter. So I'm going to be playing it. I'll skip work. I'll go to their house. I'll steal the game. And I'm going to play that game the day that it shows up. Hey, yeah. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, 
It's probably about a six-hour drive for you. <laughs> now, there's one a little bit closer for me. Oh, that's good. The hotness, bud. <laughs> so, uh, moving on from Portal, we're going to go to Queen. Uh, it's kind of an alphabetical order, but then I kind of got crazy later. Or earlier, whatever. And that is an expansion for Merlin. And it's called Merlin Knights of the Round Table. And this is a little mini expansion where everybody gets a player power. There may be a little more to it, but that's the essential main deal that comes with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I like Merlin. I have Arthur. I'll pick this one up eventually. I'm sure it'll be 10 bucks or something somewhere. I can swing that. Yeah, no, it's, this is a game I thought was better than I, I imagined it was going to be. Um, I sucked at it, but it was good. Yeah, it's super good. Probably one of my favorite fields. I mean, it turns out if you ignore half the game, you aren't going to score points. Whatever. That's true. And I do remember somebody telling you that. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember that too. <laughs> I, pretty sure it was Brandon. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was me. Oh, man, ah, maybe. Um, so now we're going to go back to Splatter uh, with another reprint. And that reprint is one that people rave about all the time. Roads and Boats. And I was in on this until I looked at the playtime, and it was 120 to 240 minutes. That that's, is nuts. <laughs> that's about what a splatter takes, though, usually. Dang. Those, yeah. those four-hour games, I, I, can't, I can't do a four-hour game, especially a super, me, a super heavy one like that. That sound was me pulling off uh, food chain magnate off my shelf. I'm going to look at the uh, back of the box here. Oh, it doesn't say on the back of the box how many. It's just white. <laughs> uh, food chain magnets, 120 to 240 as well. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah. I don't oh. know about Indonesia, but I've made enough noise in the background there. Does it feel that long when you're playing it? Sometimes. Ugh. I mean, if you, that that game. I've played it poorly enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Indonesia's 180 to 240. Um, Indonesia's really good. It doesn't feel like that. But in Food Chain, like, there's times where I played it, and it's really fun because you're building this cool thing. But then there's other times where I played it where I feel like I was like kind of pinned in, and I couldn't get things going very well. So I don't know. It's pretty good, though, really, to be honest. So anyway, yeah. Well, either way, Roads and Boats is back. People will probably be snatching this up. It'll probably go out of print as soon as it's for sale. Yep. And sorry, <laughs> I guess, for everybody who wants it. Buying splatter games is almost like an ATM. You just buy them and resell them when they go out of print. I mean, it's true. That's crazy. And I, I, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's it's 100% true. I know people who do it. Like, And I know people who do two of like every big Kickstarter that comes out. They're like, I'm just going to do two of them. And then I'll sell one on eBay and it'll pay for my other one. And it's not a bad strategy. Like, it works out for them really well. Like, worked out really well with Batman. They sold their copies of Batman for, like, quadruple what they bought them for. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it really is. That'll be a soapbox for me to talk about another day. Um, So the next game, next two, are from Stronghold. And they're both reprints as well. And the first one is Agizia or Agizia, and it has a uh-huh. sub- subtitle, and I can't remember what it is. I put reprint down here, and that's not the subtitle, but it's some kind of reprint. I don't know a ton about this game, except it's uh, a cool Egyptian theme worker placement game, kind of. I know you have it, so if you want to talk about it, feel free. 
It's got a river in it, and it's kind of got the center of it is the river where you go down the river and you can't go back up, and you go down the river a few times and like do some building of memorials and monuments. Um, but I don't really think this game was clunky or heavy necessarily, but I know that the reprint, I think, cleaned things up a little bit and made it a little more like gateway-ish, which might not be bad. I mean, I think it might be a good gateway-ish game if it got cleaned up a little bit. So um, pretty pretty solid game, though. And the only reason why I own it is because you told me, like, hey, Ajizi is on there, and like people are nuts about that because this guy wanted to trade me for my copy of Sagrada. So you're like, yeah, I get Ajizi from him. It looks good, and it is pretty good. So um, the copy I have is, like, really old, and it looks like an old, like, Kinesia game or something like and I don't think it is Kinesia but like it's just an old looking game and so a reprint maybe freshen it up a little bit and streamline things and that might be good nice yeah I mean I'm sure I'll get to play this eventually maybe not this one but you always have it I can play yours yep when we get to the nursing home we'll play it <laughs> yep uh second reprint from stronghold that I'm kind of pumped about is Democker. And yes. this is essentially a straight reprint too, I think, but there's also going to be a second side of the board that's going to cut out a voting round, I think, to make yep. the game a little shorter and it has yep. cooler box art. So if you like Democker and you couldn't find it because people like to hold on to things and charge way more than they need to for these old games, uh, now's your chance. Pick it up at Essen. Yep. Um, Jason's a real Robin Hood of games. He goes out and he spends his money on like buying these old games at way too high of a price. And then selling them like pretty cheap. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Back to this one though. Uh, didn't uh, Mr. Uh, Bonacore say that this wasn't going to be for sale? Yeah. So here's the thing about that one. He's on. The, he was on the interview. It's not going to be in retailer distribution for a couple years exclusively. So it was a Kickstarter. It's going to be for sale on their website and for venues straight from them, like direct uh, from them. I gotcha, I gotcha. So gotcha. conventions. It's a convention and website game for a while. Gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Uh, the next game is from a company called Surprised Stare Games, and it's called Alubari, A Nice Cup of Tea. And the only reason I put this on the list is because it's from Tony Boydell. He's done lots of games, and his big one is Snowdonia. And I was looking at this game a little bit and you're trying, it's a worker placement and you're trying to collect, grow tea and move it around. But guess what's involved in it? I'll give you one guess. What kind of mechanisms involved in this? Um, rolling and writing. No trains, man. Trains. Ooh. Yeah. A nice cup of tea featuring <laughs> trains. Yeah, well, Tony Boydell, Snowdonia is all about trains. So yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you, right. You got to build train tracks to move your tea around. So it seems pretty interesting. I like Snowdonia. It's kind of light and it's not like as fun as I was hoping it would be, but maybe this one will give that a little bit more, more oomph to it and it'll have a little bit more game. And I want to try it. So Alu Bari, a nice cup of tea. The kind of cool part is you can actually get a copy of Railroad Inc., which I think is on clearance most places, um, and use it as your train mechanism in this game. So you can't add a roll and write element to this game, which is kind of neat. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, on BGG, I was just looking this up while I was talking about this game. And a nice cup of tea is a new game in the Snowdonia family. So it's a tea mm. version of Snowdonia. Mm. That's awesome. Spring tea. No snow on the mountain now. Nope. Nope. And instead of going to the little tavern to recruit your people, you go to the tea hut. Ah. I, I don't know. I made that up, but that would be cool. But believe it, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> so the last game that I found before we get into year four is a Heaven and Ale expansion. 
I don't remember what it's fully called, but I know it has the word keg in it. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> and I wanted to put that down because it talks about kegs and monks with kegs is funny to me. So I figured that this would be worth talking about. Yeah. Um, I I like having an a lot. And some people don't see the beauty in the barrels in this game, but the barrels make the game. The barrels make the game even better. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. And you know who you are. You know who you are. All right. You know who you are. Anyway, um, if you want to be a part of our Inside Jokes, go check out our Facebook page and join our group because, like, that's where all these Inside Jokes come from. <laughs> um, and we love it. Like, we're adding members there every week. So um, we enjoy it, and we enjoy that we interact with you guys. And like I've said it before, you aren't our fans. You're our friends, and we like making more friends. So come join us. And, like, to be honest, if we don't get more friends, like, it's sad news. We heard, We heard from the uh, internet police that if we don't get more friends, internet pretend friends that we have to start being productive at work and not spend our time on Facebook all day. So, um, and we don't want that. So come, come join us and distract us from our work. So, um, yeah, I, I know most people right now are probably shocked that this isn't our full-time job. Making this podcast isn't what we do for a living. <laughs> I assure you it's not. Um, yeah, I'm just glad people are listening. Uh, I appreciate it. And seriously, you are our friends. Like we love, we love, we love hearing from you guys. We love hearing that you enjoy our shows. Um, because like seriously, it feels like you like put a message in a bottle and throw it in the ocean and then you're like, I wonder if anybody's gonna hear this. I don't know. And then the numbers say people to listen to it, but then actually getting to hear people reference stupid <laughs> stuff you say or even complain about you makes it kind of a better thing. So um anyway. I've got four things, Jason, and right. one of them you just talked about a couple weeks ago, so we don't really need to talk about it, but it looks like it's coming out, at, at, or it's going to at least be in there for demos. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and start with that one. Uh, Maracaibo is, I think, what you called it. Um, man, why am I blanking on this game? Oh, this is a, a feaster game. So it's the one that I think you covered a couple weeks ago. It oh, looks yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super good, man. It looks super good. So um, goofy name. But it looks really good. It looks different than what his normal games are, too. So I'm really excited to see this one. It does. Um, good. It looks just really cool. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and work upside down for my list here, Jason. Uh, Irish Gage looks awesome, too. I love the idea of that game, that it's like an 18xx-ish game, but it plays in like a much shorter time. has Ian O'Toole art in it. I just think it sounds awesome. But it's not really, a gen, it's not really a, an SN release. This one came out at All Places Grand Con, so uh, which is a tiny wow. little board game festival up in Michigan. That's so, weird. Yeah, so people are having their copy of Irish Gage out on the table, um, and it will be available at Essen. But like a lot of these Essen releases have been around since Gen Con or Origins, to yep. be honest. So yep. I think we're I I don't know, man. I don't think we're seeing Essen be like the the place anymore. I think people are trying to jump it and get at Origins or Gen Con. So. Um, like Black Angel and stuff like that. So anyway, um, yeah, um, I assure you that five years ago, Black Angel wouldn't have come out in the United States before it came out at Essen. Um, I assure you that. So that was kind of crazy good. So anyway, uh, the next one is Welcome to New Las Vegas, I think is what it's called. I can't tell a lot about it, but it's a Welcome to game. And it seems like it has columns in addition to rows. So cool. <laughs> I don't know. Cool. Whatever. I saw those and I just scrolled past. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, the the last one uh, that I think looks super cool, like it looks like a super cool game, but I don't think I could find people to play it with because people are uptight and stuff. It's called Paranormal Detectives. You play as like ghost hunters, basically. And there's these little mini games that the ghost does to try and communicate to you, to try and like indicate how he died or what he needs to like finish his piece. 
but like one of the modules is a Ouija board. And so like people are super uptight about Ouija boards. So um, that's not a Ouija board because Milton Bradley would sue them if they, it's a, it's a um, word board. A, or squeegee, something. a squeegee board. Squeegee board. There it is. Uh, get that ectoplasm right off that board. So, um, <laughs> so it's got like a little like Ouija board thing that you like spell out words with kind of using a puzzle mechanism like a scrambled word kind of thing and just other ways that you can communicate to people. And it's kind of like a co-op-ish game, I think, but it has really cute, cute art in it and it just looks fun and just goofy. And I think I'd be into it, but I'm not, I mean, like, seriously, I know it's just cardboard and stuff and I get that. But like my, my, like, for example, my wife would be like, I don't know if I want to play with a Ouija board. Cause I heard about a kid at summer camp who played with one of these one time and he grew a dog face and ran out into the wilderness and never was seen again. I don't know. Like there's a lot of urban legends about Ouija boards. Um, so at any rate, uh, I probably won't get to play this one, but it looks really neat. Um, might be your thing. So paranormal detectives, uh, by lucky duck games too. So it sounds um, like Mysterium, but with more game in it. Yeah, maybe. Um, and it just looks like zany, like just silly fun. Um, that's cool. And I mean, like, I, I guess, I don't know. I, it looks at least as good as Chronicles of Crime to me. I mean, like, I guess that's what I say after I've played Chronicles of Crime and been a little disappointed by it. Um, but yeah, those are the four that I had on my list that I thought, oh, those are cool. And they weren't on your list already. So like you did a fantastic job putting that list together. Like those things are all things that either I, saw and was like yep i'm with you on that one or like i was like oh wow that's cool i didn't know anything about that so for example a nice cup of tea <laughs> and i'm not gonna try and say alubari or however you want to say it but yeah i guess i did try and say it but anyway uh yeah that's about it jason i think that's all i've got man yeah i don't have much i just wanted to say that yeah when i was looking through the list it there are a lot of the games probably more than half that have already been released somewhere which is seems crazy, but I guess there's a thousand games coming out, so makes sense. Yep. I I mean like and that's the other piece too. I think board games coming out is so hard to do like your top ten games of twenty nineteen because there's no way. Stuff that's true ASIM releases, we aren't gonna touch that until twenty nineteen or twenty twenty now, you know? I mean like we just we aren't. We won't even remotely touch it. But like, I don't know. And and then there's other stuff that's definitely coming out. There's stuff that comes out in Kickstarter, but then won't come out to retail next year. So when we do our top games of 2019, I I think we do 2018S into 2019S and is kind of the best way to do it. Because then we could put like a game like Quacks of Quedlinburg, which didn't make the list last year, but certainly should have made like the best games of the year um, for whatever year it released on the list you know what i mean i mean so that's just my personal thought on it because i think you know it's technically a 2018 game but who got a chance to play it not us so um yeah yep i agree yep and i agree that it's a wonderful world might have maybe made our list but it just didn't quite get on there i don't know if anything about that game or not but it looks pretty cool too yeah i don't know what that is it's a uh, it's a game for sure uh, uh about a wonderful world i think you're just trying to like make the world a better place through like card play and set collection i don't uh, know it looks like yeah, yeah yeah i have heard about that right right right, right. yeah it looks kind of like spice road but like you're making the world better i don't know like it really does look like spice road so interesting um yeah it looks kind of cool actually um anyway that's an honorable mention for you guys who made it all the way to the end of the episode so uh, I, I guess I'm out of words, bud. Yeah, I got nothing. I've been, uh, trying to hold in a cough for a while, so I probably need to wrap this up. Yep. All right. Well, I've been Joel. And I'm Jason. Yeah, keep gaming. Keep gaming. 